All right, everybody, welcome to the Business of Podcasting, episode number 48. Today, we're going to be running through balancing growth and conversions in your podcast. Uh, This is an awesome topic, and it's awesome on so many levels because there are so many podcasters that are solely focused on growth metrics, such as like total downloads, iTunes reviews, iTunes subscribers, you mention it, that's kind of what they're focused on. But there's not enough that's focused on the real strategies or they lean too heavy in that side, right? And you usually see this between sales and marketers. And so the conversions is more, how do I generate revenue? How do I build relationships that get referral partners, et cetera? So if you have a podcast that is getting some downloads or it might not, but it isn't moving the needle in your business that's making an impact or you've got a podcast that's generating some impact in conversions, but not getting you the growth you're looking for, then this episode is exactly for you because we're going to be diving into the difference between growth and conversions in podcasts, how you split the difference between them and how you land in each camp and what you should be focusing on, but also some of the best ways that you can actually implement what we're going to be talking about today. So if you do enjoy this and you want to literally print something off and take it to your team and say, this is how we're going to approach this, head over to valormedia.com, V-A- L-H-E-R media.com and go to the free resources section and download anything that you need. There's actually a couple of resources there that focus in on conversions and growth building as well. And if you do enjoy this episode and feel that there are others who this could help that you know in your network, feel free to send them the link or even subscribe yourself if you find yourself needing that help within your podcast. So without further ado, let's jump directly into this episode. So, before we can actually figure out a balance, right? It's like putting gold and fiat currency on on a scale. We actually need to understand what are we trying to balance. So, the way that I think of this is growth is what's going to increase an audience in a podcast, right? So, your downloads, maybe your email list, depending. Uh, you potentially use YouTube subscribers because a lot of people are doing video podcasts, uh, iTunes listeners, those kind of growth metrics, if you will. On the other side, conversion metrics, I always say that everyone builds revenue from a podcast. That's the main reason we jump into a podcast, but it could be customer retention. It could be relationships. It could be all of these other things built on top. But why do people really need to think about this being a good balance? Can't I just pillage or take everything I can out of a podcast? Like, what, Why does there need to be a balance to this, Charlie? Do you know what's so interesting? And maybe we have very different perspectives here. My uh, interaction with the podcasting market and other podcasters is not that they're converting too hard. That's actually the less common one. So it's it's rarer that I see someone too focused on conversions. It is very common that I see people very, very focused, obsessed and have their self-worth tied to their download number or views number. So the, the thing that I find really interesting here is that the most common thing I see in, in this conversation is people that basically they're prioritizing the growth of the show through how many downloads or views that I get. And then they're uh, almost thinking, well, if I just keep growing the show, well, then I will get more conversions. But the reality is that doesn't happen. All that happens is they get a big show that doesn't perform very well in the overall scale of things. Um, so that's kind of like the difference between the two. I really think is worth there. But I will say this does come up as well. Every now and again, I come across a podcaster who's basically very intentional about like, I'm doing this to generate leads for my business and they don't generate enough value. They basically make every podcast like a sales letter where they're just like really hard pitching things with 
uh, limited value in what podcasting is, and in turn, they never actually build an audience. Like it doesn't happen. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, I kind of see it as like camps of people, right? The sales guys camp focus on harvesting. <laughs> it's like how do I get a single person to become the greatest lead? Uh, the marketers, right, will always go, well, how can I grow this thing, which is marketing, right? It's, it's not so much like how can I harvest it? But then you've got the artists, the technicians who just love talking about a topic and it's like, ah, <laughs> growth and conversion, be damned. I just want people to listen to what I'm saying, right? And so... <laughs> It's such an interesting point because I find that their background actually almost dictates which which side they lean on. Oh, hugely so. I, did, I just had an idea though. If there was an event, right, let's say there was like a big event and there's a group of, uh, let's say, a thousand people in a room and there was one guy on the stage who got a million downloads in a month and there's another guy that made a million dollars. Which guy do you think would be more popular? That's interesting. See, I would almost still go to camps. I reckon sales guys would go to the sales guy. Is go to the, the revenue generator and the marketers, which is majority people. There are a lot more marketers than there are salespeople. We go to the million downloads because it's such a good van- vanity metric, it's right? Status. Actually, it's actually all, saw it's a fa- big status thing. Yeah, I actually saw on Facebook the other day uh, where someone was saying, "Hey, we've got this summit coming up. Um, I would like to see if there's anyone who should be speakers on it." Uh, and there was a guy that went in and commented. He's like, "Hey, my podcast has got a million downloads. I can now tell people how to grow their podcast to a million downloads." And I looked at that and I'm like, just because you've done it once doesn't mean you can repeat it. But also on the other side, it's like, but does that what people care about? Is that? Yes, like, is that, they uh, definitely do. <laughs> and I'm like, is, that, <laughs> is that what people want to listen to? So it's interesting, right? And I always come back to this. And I've been very fortunate to be running businesses for a decade of my life and probably more now. Uh, and I always think back to everything. And I'm like, if it doesn't generate revenue, why can't it do it? Right, And so we've got people that listen to this who get paid for sponsorships, which is to an extent a conversion, right? The more CPM I can get or cost, like the more listeners I can get, so the greater cost I can charge or depending on the niche and stuff like that. But like if the fundamental sits behind that, most podcasters run a business, why do they get this wrong? Why like for me personally, I actually fundamentally don't think they actually listen to their own shows i think they just record it and they just throw it out there and they just don't have that awareness to go wow i'm pitching too much or wow i'm going for growth too much but they should really just be evaluating this against okay is this working what level should i push how am i reviewing it but like why do they get it so wrong i don't i don't understand yeah i really do think this is a status thing i've come back to this so many times is that when you are hanging out with other podcasters when you are in rooms talking about sponsorship in all those environments, the yardstick or what people are measuring you by is views and downloads. I also think that if you are to tell your partner, someone in your business, like that's the thing that's going to be impressive to them. I would go a little bit further though and I would say that in a lot of cases though, uh, people, are, they go a bit funny when you mention the M word, money. And mm. they're a little bit uncomfortable mentioning how much money their show made and, and rightly so in some cases. But I think when you only give people one thing that they can promote and feel comfortable promoting, of course they're going to promote it and then that's what we all measure each other by. Um, and it's such a fascinating thing and I, it's a really, really fascinating thing. And I'll give you some examples. Um, I know someone right now who has a podcast that maybe does three or 4,000 downloads a month. It's not a big show, not a big show at all, but does seven figures a year and uh no one knows of him and he's just a, a guy doing it and like his view and way he thinks about it is like that's just his marketing avenue and he does extremely well from it on the other side of things i actually know some people and it's always funny when i see this 
boasting about views and downloads and about how successful their show is online. A couple of hundred thousand downloads a month. But I know because I've been in those meetings with them when they've asked me this question, they can't monetize. Yeah. So they're struggling to do it. And I look at it and like, this is one of those things. And such an advantage we have is we get to see these things to gain perspective. Where if a podcaster has only got themselves and they think, no, 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 growing downloads is the solution to everything. Then of course, if that's the only tool you have, that kind of becomes the prophecy in itself, which I think is um, very dangerous. I just want to throw one more point in here though. And this is why I think this episode is so important. Um, In the shows like, I've been a part of or seen behind the scenes that have ended, right? These are shows that, you know, started out with the best of intentions, all the rest of it. The thing for business owners specifically that ends up being the reason they pull the pin on it is ROI. It's when they're chewing up all this time, making a podcast. They thought it would be something that would generate more revenue. And when they start to see that it doesn't produce the revenue versus the effort they've put in, they start to get a bit disheartened and, and they start to not put the effort in and then they're suddenly their episodes aren't as good. Then the downloads drop because the episodes aren't as good and then they're, not even make, then they're making even less money and then it just cycles into itself where in some cases, if they'd have put more effort into making the show or the right balance of growing downloads and views and then also getting people into their business or converting them into whatever metric fits to the goal of their show, they would have got the result. But instead, they've just got no nah, podcasting doesn't work. Not right for me. I'm out, and it's it's such a shame. Isn't it interesting? Because it's like they've gone eighty percent of the way there, and then the final twenty percent is where they're going to get eighty percent of the returns. Completely, right? and it's and I see it all the time. It's people will try and implement a, a tactic or uh, to achieve a strategy within their business, and they go, no, nah, does not work. And I'm like, you let that run for a month. You let that run for a week. Like so, like people putting things up and just going, no, didn't convert anything, we're done. And it's like, well, did you tweak something? Did you adjust it? Did you reflect on it? Like, did you do all of these things? And I'm actually curious, like, of shows that you see that end up stopping, right? Like, how long do they roughly go for? Because I'm going to make an assumption. And I've, I've had previous podcasts before where your honeymoon period, if you will, you've got so much gusto. It's almost like, who cares, right? It's, I just want to tell everybody I've got a podcast now. And that Probably lasts for a couple of months. You ready? I love this sentence. I'm in this for the long game, I believe. Uh, I've heard it so many times. Compounding (laughs) views. I put out episodes now and they will just be evergreen. It's it's already a honeymoon period that gives them three months, four months. And then they look at growth metrics and they go, ah, look, we're getting some downloads and you see the growth and like, hey, this this is exactly what I'm looking for. And I reckon that maybe, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm just picking numbers out here from what I have seen. I reckon that might be six months, maybe nine months. So I reckon at a 12-month period, a podcast that hasn't figured out this right balance between growth and conversions will fizzle out because when they look at other activities that they're investing in, whether it be um, booking calls, whether it be doing better sales, marketing, referrals, all these different things that you can do to generate leads, which podcasting is another avenue, or uh, building relationships, et cetera, they just go, ah, the ROI, to your point, is just not there. Have you seen sort of similar timelines as to when they've fizzled out? Do you know what? There's actually, I'm, timeline is a harder one for me to pick here. I do agree there's likely a honeymoon period. I definitely agree with that. But what tends to happen is they feel there's a moment where they feel a financial pinch. So let's just use yep. an assumption here. Some of the podcasts we work with have uh, very reasonable signed teams behind it or hire some of our services and things like that. I'm just going to use easy metrics. Um, let's pretend it costs $5,000 a month to run a podcast. 
okay, in this example. So you've got editors, marketing people, whatever else is involved to do it. And that's your allocation of resources. What will come up is that maybe they want to hire another person in the company to work in a different department. And they can't quite afford that. They look at it and go, oh, I'd love to hire someone to do X or I'd love to buy Y. And then they start to look, well, oh, if I wasn't spending this money on the podcast, I could be doing that. There's some, there's some sort of moment or maybe they have a bad month, right? Sales didn't go the way they had hoped and they're suddenly feeling the pinch and they're looking at their P&L statement or they're looking at their monthly and they're going, got to, got to tighten that belt. And like yeah. every business will experience that in some way, shape or form. Like all of us, whether you're a solopreneur or if you've got a team of a hundred, right? They're the inevitable moments of running a business. But no one ever cuts the thing that makes substantial money for them. That's right. I could not agree more. And so of the ones that have not fizzled out and sort of closed out or otherwise, the ones that you've seen that have stayed the course have been doing podcasting for ages and not just podcasting, I'm going to say consistently because when you see some kind of result, you will hold yourself accountable to it, right? So, okay, cool. I know if I go to the gym five times a week, I'm going to consistently see results. So I'm going to have to keep going to the gym because I see the value in it. So are there some really good examples out there that you can share with us that have got this really good mix of growth and conversions and sort of how have they sort of done it? Like I know personally, like I listened and I was listening to some around e-commerce the other day and literally there were two that I hit that had three ads before I ever got a piece of value. And I'm like, I'm out, I'm done. Like, you know what? I'm not going to give you three minutes of my time to listen to ads about other things when I just want to get some value. Right, so obviously that that is at a point of growth where they're going to be impacted, but also a conversion because I'm not listening to the other ads at the end or in the middle or otherwise. So, like, what are some examples or people that you've seen that do this well? I want to start on that point first. I think this is X. I'll give a good example, but I kid you not, I have reviewed podcasts where basically the first twelve minutes of their show is just pitching. It doesn't even get to the topic. They just say things like, "Oh, people in my mastermind, you know, they're experiencing this result." Yeah, but. And I'm like, yeah, but tell them how to get the result. Like, tell them yeah. how to get the value. And they'll they'll continually uh, pitch this product or put an ad in or talk about something else. And I think that there's a lack of awareness because you don't see people doing it where they just go, well, I'm not listening to this anymore. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, you really have to respect your audience and also, like, care about your audience. And if you are behaving in a way that is out of congruency towards that, in what is acceptable in podcast world, I think uh, to your point is like people skip. They go to yep. another show. I've done this. There's there's many shows I used to listen to where it's like at some point a, a decision was made to be hyper-aggressive on conversion and not get this balance right and it just becomes abrasive. It becomes very a lot of friction. All right, coming back to this, examples of shows that I think do this at an excellent level. Uh, number one is uh, Super Fast Business with James Shranko. Shramko, sorry. Um, I think he does this at an excellence level. He balances value and selling in such a great way that his podcast grows substantially. It's one of the biggest in the category. And then also he's able to, like I know firsthand, I know James well, is it's a primary driver for converting people into his programs and what he does. So I think that's a fantastic one. And you can see uh, uh, to the point is like, James has got a podcast episode, which is like, which one of my programs is right for you? Okay. And he's got a, uh, I par paraphrased, it's probably called something else. <laughs> um, but the point I make there is like, how conversion focused is that episode? Yep. yep. But he doesn't do that every week. He doesn't have next week. Okay. Well, 
which one of my products is right for you. Right? He doesn't do that. He sprinkles it in in the right balance to make that so. And then in another episode, he's doing an amazing interview with Jay Abraham, which is very value-driven and talking about deep concepts that you go uh, again. And the outcome of that episode is that if you listen to it, you go, I'm going to tune into the next episode. This was great. Yep. They respect James more. They want to hear more from James. So this is that balance I really think that people need to put more consideration into. Have you have you got an example of like the sponsorships, right? Where people are just producing content, uh, obviously for brand awareness, but they they generate revenue from sponsorships because it's hard, right? Because as you know, the the cost per thousand downloads is quite low, which means that you either need to maximize with a high volume of ads into the episode, or you need to get a huge amount of growth to get only a few ads sort of placed into the episode so that it doesn't sort of interact with or interrupt people as they're listening is there someone who's sort of found this really happy medium between cool i'm going to do this build some relationships but the way i'm going to fund the roi because i want it for brand awareness and network and all these kind of things as opposed to direct revenue generation um is there is there an example there so i can't i'm not going to name anyone in this because this isn't going to come off well uh, at all every show i've worked with that has sponsorships as a primary revenue source ends up having to find other ways to enhance the show. So maybe they have a sponsor, but they're trying to run a mastermind on the back end, or maybe they yeah. have something else, but there's an affiliate deal. I am yet to find a show and maybe Joe Rogan is the exception. There's probably a few out there, but in the realms of what we see with other business owners, it is very, very rare for a show to be pulled off well with just sponsorships, but I do have an exception for you. The one niche I've seen this done is actually the finance niche. And that's because if you've developed a finance product that the CPMs can be just so high because it's such a valuable audience to a special type of market. Like if you're doing like retirement stuff and managing big investments, you can afford to pay a lot more than, you know, the standard CPM rates. But unless that exists, and I'd probably say finance is probably one of the few. And I think cars is cars one of the few. Cars are massive. Uh, yeah. And yeah. if there was ever a niche in insurance that one would be there too if anyone ever wants to like listen to consistent insurance great <laughs> i know that they're through the roof yeah so that would be the the thinking there but unless there's a very high ticket product where people want to push that in a certain way or you've reached the astronomical realms of joe rogan level where you yep. can make those numbers work i think that's a very tough game to play yeah interesting and i'm i'm fascinated so i have a view and i'm going to get I'm going to get you to dive into metrics after this question. So I'm going to keep this as kind of still still in the sky and I have a view across all of this. We don't have to align. I'm completely fine with that. So what is the perfect balance between growth and conversions? And you don't need to give an exact metric because I'm going to shake you down for them in a minute. And like, what is that perfect balance? I don't know how to answer this without just giving the exact metric. All right. <laughs> go and give us the exact metrics. Like as the overarching rule to growth and conversions in a podcast like what are the perfect metrics? Like what am I looking for? Yeah, so I think 75% of it needs to be value-driven, like creating great content that people will come back for. And then the 25% needs to be conversion-focused. That's the mix I see doing really, really well. And the way I think about this is if, uh, let's pretend a show is uh, four episodes a month, a weekly show. If three of the episodes have been so value-driven that you've won a fan, right? Someone listens to you, they respect your opinion, they want to know more from you, they want help in this topic. Then that 25% or more sales-focused or conversion-focused episode is likely to do quite well. 
Um, it will also be tolerated by the market because they've got so much value from you already. And I'm not saying it should be a hard sell. In fact, I disagree with that in, entirely. But I would love it if podcasters in general who want to sell more of their own products or want to do better with their affiliates or whatever their conversion point is would think about it from this point because that is the mix that will do well. And so that's a oh, that's a, that's a greater like a per episode. So I'd go down to like a, a three to one. So three episodes create value or that network effect, that growth, if you will. And then that fourth episode is something looking for driving the conversions. And is there anything that you should apply in the episode itself? Like, is is it the same ratio? Is it every 40 minute episode, I have 30 minutes of value add and 10 minutes of some kind of pitching? Like, is is it the same ratio or is it slightly different? Yeah, it's it's I my belief and opinion on this one is is that it's very different for podcasters and I'll express why. I'll use the wrong example and then I'll use the right example. If you have a car review channel on YouTube, let's say, all right, so you're a YouTuber, not a podcaster, very, very clear, and you're doing a car review, someone might be just look they're right at that point of buying and they're going, Look, I want to review all the Teslas, I'm gonna watch this. And then once I've reviewed them, I'm gonna decide if this is for me or not, then I'm gonna go buy it and I'm never gonna watch your channel again. Yep. Or till I'm ready for another car because I've bought one. I've done this exact same thing. Very common these days. So in that case, that person has to have a stronger conversion focus in the episode because it's not a retainable audience. Yep. And this is the same with like if you're a copywriter doing long form and people just see things once from you, that would be a a different sport altogether. So in those circumstances, you would want to be stronger focused on conversions because there's not the same opportunity to interact again. As podcasters, I can do an episode with no pitching, no promotion, nothing. And if I've done a great episode, they'll hear the pitch in the next episode because this is a relationship. This is something that is uh, there. And as we discussed earlier, if I'm abrasive, piss you off, do a ton of ads and offer no value, then I'm going to create that opposite effect where I'm losing people. So my view is, and this is, I'm, I'm happy to go with this, is that as a podcaster, let's same example, doing four episodes a month, you can double this if you do more or, or less if you do less, is to go, all right, on the value-driven episodes, I'm just going to soft pitch. I'm just going to say, hey, if you love our content and you want help with growing your podcast, head over to valamedia.com and grab one of our resources. Like this will be a a great opportunity if you get a little bit of help and uh, enhance your experience with us. I'm not going to be like, there's a deadline timer. There's only four available. You must get it now. Like that (laughs) that is just so abrasive. But in the conversion-focused episode, this is where I, I think it's uh, that one again. And I'll use James uh, Stramko's example of this one again. If I had an uh, episode which is like, you know, are Valor Media services right for you? Which package should you get with us to produce your show or get some training from us? Like that episode is clearly a, a, a it's a pitch. It's a conversion episode. Yeah. But for the person who doesn't know the answers to those things and is interested – are they going to get the information they need to know if they're right to work with us or not? Like, is it useful and help someone still as well as contribute to conversion? Absolutely. Like it's, uh, and that's the way I would love people to think about it. It's not about creating a, you know, sales letter in an episode that you're trying to convert people from or turning your episodes into webinars and trying to, you know, invoke things in that way or use those tactics. Cause I think they don't work in podcasting. I think mm. those tactics uh, forget the idea that, Hey, this is a relationship. I want you to tune in next week or next episode. There's a lot of value. Like it's a long-term thing. And that's where this is very different to other worlds. Yeah. And I, 
I'll add to that because I, I love the example around what James does with uh, how do you know which program is right for you? Um, I would always look at trying to tweak a headline or a title of a podcast episode to be uh, one of my one of my mentors always taught me from when I was like what nineteen years old, so like quite a while ago. Uh, of tell me less of how it came to be and what, more of what it means to me, which is me as an individual. I don't care about you, Charlie. I care about me, right? And so to use your example, it might be a how do you evaluate podcast service providers, right? And then you use Valimedia as the example. It's a great. Right? We should probably do that. Just we actually probably do. <laughs> and hopefully, uh, no one will listen to this episode so they don't know it's coming. No, I'm kidding. Of course not. <laughs> we're open. This is a tr- again transparent. It's soft. Hey, buy our stuff. We'd love it if you if you were right to work with Vella Media and you want to have a successful podcast, you should come work with you. We can help you. Like you yeah. can come and work with us. It's a it's not a bad thing to sell. And it's uh, especially when you got the conviction right because if you do have a good service, then saying that it's hey, it's a really good service is not that bad of a thing. But like, and to extend that as well. So it could be, how do you evaluate service providers? It is, how do you, like, we obviously do audits. Like, how would you audit your own podcast, right? And we can just refer to, okay, well, when we do podcast audits, which we do them all the time, we always have to turn them off because we've got too many people going through them. Um, This is what we look for. This is how we approach it. Now, there are things that obviously we have seen and interacted with over a period of time that would be very difficult for us to articulate on uh, on an episode however we could provide enough of insight to someone where if they're googling or they're searching on apple podcasts or youtube going well how do i review my own podcast how do i review my friend's podcast they go oh bam here's someone talking about it oh you know what i've tried it i probably haven't shook the tree enough i'm gonna actually go and reach out to these people uh, other ones that i love is like the case studies i always love bringing other people in for them to talk about your services for you. Because again, it's less about you, it's more about them, the guests. And then your audience can relate to them. Oh wow, I have a services business and they have a services business. This makes complete sense. And so I like that three to one ratio. But to go into that introspective sort of within the episode, and I know that we're gonna cover a couple of these topics in the future, I always look at the sanity check. So for me, I always listen back to the episodes. So when you're in a conversation, Right, you don't know if you're talking about yourself a lot. You don't know if you're talking about your services a lot, unless someone says, "Hey, Grant, you're talking about yourself a lot." And you go, "Ah, oh, thanks, thanks for the feedback. That's great." But very few people say that. But if I listen to it, I'm like, "Holy smokes, how much am I pitching?" <laughs> like, or wow, you know what? If I was a new listener, that's a lot of ads to get through before you even get a piece of value. Maybe I give you value first before you go and get something else, or use your friends or even your closest customers and say, hey, I'm just looking for some feedback. Like, is this too distracting? Is this giving you what you need? But also do the same for the overarching show. And I'm the biggest evangelist of listen to your customers, right? Listen to the people around you. If they're sitting there saying, man, I pay for your services and I don't listen to your show, you've probably got your growth and conversion wrong, <laughs> right? Like if your truest customers are not sitting there going, oh, yeah, this is great. Um, but what I wanted to do actually was piggyback off that. And using some of your experience, Charlie, like how, like imagine I've got a podcast. Obviously, I've shared a couple of ideas. Like how do I tell if I'm pitching too hard in my podcast and how do I avoid it? Yeah, great question. I really uh, like that question so much. Not, not enough people are asking that question about their show. So I'll go through each scenario now. So if you have a show that has a high amount of downloads, 
that turns into a low amount of revenue, whether that's through selling products or leads or wh- whatever way you're measuring uh, your path to revenue relationships, it could be, the chances are that you're not putting enough effort into conversions. It is uh, very common. The most common, one of the most common things I see in the audits for established shows is absolutely being completely focused on growing it. I'm looking for the latest hack to grow it more because I think it solves this when, and then never thinking about, well, how can I do my emails better? What should I be pitching? When should I be pitching? How do I create an episode where people might want to buy? So I, I think that's the common one there. So if you fall into that scenario, then that is likely where you should turn your focus towards in a big way and use that balance. That's what we mentioned before, that 75% uh, value and 25% conversion. On the other end of the scale, um, if you uh, start introducing more sales tactics or conversion tactics in your episodes and your downloads decrease substantially, that is a good sign that you have overpitched it. I think that is a very, very good sign that you're pushing uh, too much in the direction of there and not offering enough value. Now, as a new show, you may not have any downloads or enough downloads to tell if this is happening. So I would say if your show doesn't get traction, like or your downloads don't start to grow, and it potentially is that you're too focused on converting people instead of building that audience that is so critical to podcasting itself. Yeah, and it's interesting, right? Because there's this seesaw. And I always look at it as a business, right? Like at some point you get too many sales and not enough resources to deliver it. And at another point you have too many resources to deliver it and not enough sales. And you very rarely have this equilibrium where it just sits there, right? And so this is where always doing your reviews to make sure that they align. Like it's like, well, am I pitching too hard? Nope, yep, I'm gonna sort of pull this lever, pull that lever. And you'll just, it will be a forever game of table tennis where you're just hitting it backwards and forwards. And at some point you kind of find that you're only moving this much, right? And it's actually interesting because I, I like this. So from what we've been talking about is finding that good balance between growth and conversions, it doesn't actually sound like there's that much risk for reward. Like the worst thing is if I've been doing my podcast for a year, two years or six months or I've just kind of started and I'm like, okay, cool, I'm not getting what I want out of this. And to your point, most people do not pitch hard enough. They sort of add value, add value, add value. By implementing some of the things that we've talked about, the risk is like minimal because, well, what's the difference? Okay, cool. You see your numbers drop a little bit. Okay, go back to what you were doing before and try and change it a little bit different in a different way, right? Oh, it's just- I want to post something in that. such a good point. So I'll, I'll suggest something here. Let's say you've been very value-driven in this example, very growth-driven, and you suddenly introduce an episode, which is, you know, which one of my products is right for you? What is very difficult for podcasters to digest is that that episode will likely get much less downloads than your other episodes. So what happens, and I've seen this again, is that someone starts introducing a conversion thing and then their downloads are down 30% on that episode. Might be more. Um, They might even make some sales, but they can't stomach the seeing less downloads. So what they do is they go, oh, no, 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 cancel it. Going back to growth. And uh, then the challenge is, is that now they've got this show that oh, in, the, in the overall is just not as uh, productive as it could be. It's not as good an asset for a business. It's not going to get it. And I look at this right now and I go, in the story I mentioned earlier before, which person would you rather be? The person with the uh, couple of hundred thousand downloads that's struggling to monetize or the guy with the small show that's making you know seven figures a year off his show? Um, I, both are not ideal, let's be clear. 
But in this, what we're talking about, I'd much rather be the person that's got the financial win because no finances are the things that end podcasts. Yeah, and it's and, and I guess this, this is one of the main reasons why I love podcasting because literally you and I could have a discussion right now and change what we do next episode. Like there is no like it's not like what we've done is set in stone. Yeah, sure, previous episodes are previous episodes, but we get to use that feedback from all of the metrics to go, okay, cool, what are we gonna change here? What are we gonna adjust here? And so there will be quite a few people sort of listening to this going, Cool, got it, no worries at all. I'm gonna use seventy five percent value add, twenty five percent uh sort of some kind of conversion tactic, case studies, etc. We've kind of ran through it. And they've got an existing podcast. Or people will be listening to this and they've got no podcast and go, wow, that was that was valuable. Now when I do my content creation calendar, now I've got some kind of insights. Like imagine they finish this Apple podcast, closes down and they sit in front of their computer and they go, I'm going to try and action it. What is like the, the first action step? Should they just go, you know what, let's delete all of my future plans. Uh, I'm going to adjust all of my, the structure of my episodes and I'm just going to do this. Or like what would be the next steps for them so that they can integrate this into what they're currently doing because i think they've got a great foundation if they've already started like you're 80 percent of the way there we're just talking about the final 20. it's assigning the time i think that's the most important thing and that's multiple fronts so number one is to look at your schedule and to put in that one episode a month which you're going to be more focused on converting people than growth okay that's the first thing and then the second thing is to actually spend some time creating good conversion episodes mm. so you're already probably potentially booking guests spending time doing that every week or preparing to do interviews or even uh, scripting out episodes for you to record yourself and the change that needs to happen is that there needs to be a block of time where you're putting it into okay well how am i going to create a conversion type episode in this example and i'm not going to say it's overly hard though nothing we're talking about is difficult it's just that it's not being done yeah and that's where I think most people should start with is assigning the time to have this roll through. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. I Even myself, I see everyone just going, cool, let's go and record a podcast and just hit the record button and let's have a conversation. And it's like what we, like for us, we put a lot of time and effort into what are we going to talk about? What's the structure? How are we going to take people on this journey? Uh, and then we let the conversation flow. But we do understand the points that are being mentioned prior to it in order to add value so that the growth increases. And then when we do a conversion conversation, we do the exact same thing. How do we make it so it's not a hard sell? How do we make it so that people still listen to it and take something away? Like, oh, wow. We could do a whole episode on uh, lazy podcasters that just don't prepare. <laughs> oh. been, I will throw some uh, stones and try and uh, put some uh, stabs out into the universe. People who say, oh, I don't like to prepare because it, it makes it less spontaneous. I'm like, you know, I want, it, I want it to be raw, right? And my real emotions, I'm like, they are just lazy. Uh, just lazy. Right? <laughs> I, I will say it right now. People who prepare and get those things together make substantially better podcasts than people that have a, I'll just hit record and see what happens attitude. I was listening to a podcast last night and I, 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 I sent... Actually, we've we've spoken about this. Like, uh, I just won't say who it is because I, I thoroughly like this individual. And uh, so it was two guys interviewing this expert, and love the guy. He's now actually his name is George Antone, is who they were interviewing, right? And midway through, about it was about forty minute podcast, about minute twenty, minute twenty five. One of the interviewers is like, "Cool, all right. Well, I've got to go and step out. Uh, I'm going to let you continue with the other guy." And the guy just 
just disappears. <laughs> and I'm like, well, the flow of the episode fundamentally changed. The questions <laughs> that the other guy asked, he's like, cool, now we're going to take the show in a completely different direction. Here are my questions. And I'm just like, what What just happened? It, it felt like this, that I just had my the rug pulled from underneath me. <laughs> but yes, there are plenty of shows that we could talk about with this. <laughs> It was absolutely hilarious. But the, the show was great nonetheless. Uh, but I'm just like, what? Just walking out mid-show. So really, I'm just going to summarize a couple of these key points because this episode was awesome. Uh, and it's, this, it's fascinating that there is a metric that sits around balancing shows. So I guess the, the very first thing that I'm personally going to say is listen to your own show. <laughs> right? Like just listen to it. If you are sitting there listening to your own show and going, wow, I have not pitched or wow, I'm not adding value or wow, I'm pitching too much. Great feedback, right? Or get someone to like a friend or something to listen to it. If you've also then look over your back catalog and what podcast you got planned next, list, think about that 75%, 25%, right? And it could be 80%, 20%. Like it's not a hard metric, right? But you need to have at least one episode that focuses in on some kind of conversion, Right, and there's a whole heap of topics that we've kind of referenced here. It's, you can review your uh, your offers, you can review services, you can get other people to talk about their experience, like case studies. So many different things you can do here to add value to people in that conversion episode. But whether it's a four to one ratio, a three to one ratio, or five to one, it doesn't really matter. It's just focusing in on growth with that bit of conversion and that three episodes of value to that one episode of conversion is sort of what we have seen more and more again. Um, and the other one is and I, I had this when I was like back in the day when I first started out with business, I used to love telling people how many employees I had because I felt like that was a validation metric, right? It's like employees equals successful. No, it doesn't. Oh, I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like, what is it? Uh, another mentor of mine used to say revenue is for boasters, net profit is for coasters, right? And I loved it because I'm like, yes, correct. Like how many people are going out there saying my net profit is X, right? It's none, <laughs> right because they care about the revenue metric and the reason i share that is it's the same for your podcast right if you are just solely focused in on downloads you could be getting a hundred thousand downloads a month but at the end of it if you've got no conversions because you haven't got this balance correct then it's almost pointless you'll get to a point where the cost of your time and effort and financial sort of backing you have to put into it just does not equal out Right, so look at the core metrics which actually validate the ROI that podcasting is. Outside of it being a great point for me to say, hey, I've got a podcast, um, it's just not, it's just not that matching. Is there anything that you think I've missed on that, Charlie? No, I think that's a great summary. I, re I really do. And um, I am hopeful that this episode makes it out to the people who need it because this is a common, common thing. And if you are listening to this and you do have some friends that have got podcasts and you're like, yeah, they definitely don't have this balance because they might be a marketer or they might be that artist, that technician who loves talking about what they're talking about, send them this episode and just say, hey, this might be what you need. Like, are you doing this one episode of conversions outside of all of your other educational stuff? Because they might have done 100 educational episodes and not one <laughs> where they're pitching something, right? So feel free to send that across to them. But if you're at that point where you're saying, I need to understand the next steps, Walk through what Charlie and I have just spoken about or go to valomedia.com. Check out the free resources. Again, you can just go and click the buttons, download them. We've got scripts. We've got how you can improve your conversions, your growth, etc. They're all there. Take them, use them, implement them. And we're here to help out if you've got any questions along the way. As well as subscribe if you think that this is going to continue to add value in your podcast. So 
Thanks again for joining us and we're definitely looking forward to catching up with you in the next episode. And this was the business of podcasting.